1: Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo.
0: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE.
1: That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with
0: Sean and Andrew, a
1: podcast all about couples
0: and the things they go through.
1: Today, we are talking about pregnancy round technically three. Yes, but long term round two.
0: So we have put together a list of questions here that we're just going to talk through. See how this one differs from the previous one. and see how things are going because it's definitely been different
1: it has been different in probably every possible way
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) literally uh we are having a little boy we found out around 20 weeks and 16 weeks and it made so much so much sense when we found out we were having a boy because from day one my symptoms were different um with drew i really wasn't nauseous I had headaches with Drew and I was tired, but with this little guy, I felt super nauseous. Um, I didn't have any cravings. I don't know. It's just like the original symptoms were completely different. I think something that goes untalked about and unexplained with pregnancy is pregnancy is very beautiful. And there are so many people out there that love, love, love being pregnant because, and I am one of them, as soon as you become pregnant, something switches inside of you where you go into mom mode and you feel this like purpose and you feel filled and you feel so much love and all of these things. But the side that people don't talk about pregnancy is a very, very, um, I don't want to say isolating, but kind of isolating thing. Mm. And it's something that that's like a feeling that I struggle with because all of your hormones are changing and you're so exhausted and you're nauseous and you can't eat certain things and you can't do certain things and your your life is just consumed with the creation of your baby, it kind of isolates you from your community and your friend group. And especially within the first trimester, you aren't sharing the news with a lot of people. So it, it makes you feel distant. It makes you feel distant from your your husband or your spouse sometimes because your emotions are all crazy. And then later on in the pregnancy with your changing body and insecurities and just all of these things, it it causes a a distance. And I think I was was really emotional at the beginning because one, I was so ecstatic to be pregnant again and the fact that we were able to get pregnant again. But two, I was really scared because that was a hard part of our pregnancy with Drew was how we dealt with it and how I dealt with it with our friends and our family. And I was daunted by taking that on again. So it kind of psyched me out from the beginning a little bit.
0: What have you done differently for this pregnancy that you wish you would have done with Drew?
1: With Drew, I learned that you really can't control anything. <laughs> that is is truly a miracle that is in God's hands. And you and I spent majority of our pregnancy with Drew worrying and in fear. And with this little guy, I feel like we're just, we've been excited from day one, which has been awesome. We get mm-hmm. little, like, we get nervous for sure when it comes to tests or ultrasounds and stuff but i i feel like for the most part we've just been happy and excited
0: do you feel more prepared for this pregnancy
1: i think so well yes and no let me say yes and no
0: yeah i'm curious
1: i feel more prepared for this baby i feel less prepared for this pregnancy
0: i'm nervous for the next couple of weeks dude
1: <sighs> me too when i when we got pregnant i felt like i was like oh i know exactly what to expect i know at Week 30, I'm going to start, you know, slowly getting super uncomfortable and just all these things. And then starting by week 10, this pregnancy was completely different in every way, shape or form. And I was like, I don't know what's happening to my body. And so it feels like it's brand new, which almost makes it harder because athlete mindset. I'm used to like training for something and mentally preparing and since I'm mentally prepared for almost like the wrong thing every single week, I'm like, Oh, I need to reset my expectations and redo my mindset. What do you mean
0: the wrong thing?
1: Like I keep trying to compare this pregnancy to Drew's every week. I'm like, Oh, I remember at 36 weeks this happened. So let's get ready for that. Whereas I have, I still have yet to accept the fact that this is a whole new ballgame.
0: Yeah if you could drill down some of the best lessons that you've learned from that first pregnancy, like what would the specifics be
1: to just not stress, which is really hard, but to truly not stress and just to let it kind of run its course and do its thing. And just to be excited for baby and not to be so concerned with all the what ifs, because when you have a kid, every single moment of your life for the rest of your life can be consumed by a what if, because you love your child so much and you want to protect them. But on top of that, just like little things for me, pregnancy, working out makes pregnancy so much better and easier.
0: Mm.
1: Um, keeps me sane. And I feel like keeps me healthy.
0: Eat more Chick-fil-A.
1: <laughs> eat more Chick-fil-A. You've
0: definitely eaten more Chick-fil-A.
1: Or eat more ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. Just give yourself grace. I feel like, again, I was so obsessed with everything. I was obsessed with gaining the the perfect amount of weight and eating the perfect amount of calories. And just, like, I, I lost a lot of the joy of pregnancy um, and just life with Drew because I obsessed so much. And I think you just got to have to, like, you got to have just more grace.
0: I think embracing the chaos. Like, just yeah. having the understanding, hey, it's going to be wild out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Just got to ride it out. I'm terrified and so excited for Drew. I... Andrew and I were talking about this the other night on date night, actually last week, that my biggest fear when we went into the hospital to have Drew was what it would do to us. Mm -hmm. You were my world. And I couldn't picture sharing you and sharing us with someone else or how that would even work with your heart. And it did. It was difficult for a while just getting used to the transition, but it's you, me and Drew now. Like, it's, it's us. Yeah. And I'm terrified going into this little man of the same exact thing. Like, you and her are my world. And I don't know how that expands. I don't want her to ever think she's not my little girl. And, yeah, I, I just don't know how to share. <laughs> that sounds bad.
0: I feel like in life you go through these phases of, I remember when my brother first went to college And I remember when he got married and I was like, oh my gosh, he's not my best friend anymore. He's someone else's. (laughs) And like, there's always this fear of what the other side of this phase is going to look like. And for, for sure with Drew, that first pregnancy, you're like, I feel like we're losing us to Mm -hmm. a certain extent. The, your marriage, it's like, now we're going to be parents and not, you know, a couple. It just, that was my perspective. And now I have the same thing of like, oh shoot, it's you, me and Drew. And we're going to lose that a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I think you always got to, I guess, tell yourself that the next phase is going to be better. Yeah. You know, it's going to be better. I definitely am sentimental, though, thinking about my dad is like this all the time. He's like, oh, man, this is the last time (laughs) we're going to be together as a family. Or this is the last time we'll be in Nashville or whatever. You know, he's always like, this is calling out these milestones in life. And uh, just to realize that this will be the last time these last couple of weeks that we get to selfishly mm-hmm. be with drew mm-hmm. and have that undivided attention for and with her. I don't want to say I'm going to miss it, but it's been great. For and I'm trying sure. to, I'm trying to soak it all up right now. You know?
1: Yeah. 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 We will miss it. It'll be better, but we will miss it. I am so excited. I am so impatient and I want to meet him so bad. And I'm just so excited for our family to grow.
0: Let's take it from the top.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples.
0: And the things they go through. Wow. Wow. Today we are going to be talking about
1: baby moon. With our first baby moon, which is this new tradition that people basically say, before your baby comes, take a weekend. If you're able to go on vacation, awesome. If you're not, just take a weekend to yourself to be able to like celebrate this baby coming and to acknowledge each other and just kind of take a little step back and just breathe. So, with Drew, we went to Portugal. Oh. We spent a week just kind of like, seeing the sights in Portugal. We went to four different cities. We actually jumped over to Spain for a day. We had an awesome time, but we exerted a lot of energy, which was awesome back then, especially not having a toddler. We still had that energy. This time with this baby moon, I told Andrew, I was like, my dream baby moon this year is to go and sit somewhere on a beach and not move Mm -hmm. for four days. Mm -hmm. Just... Hand and foot catered to, be spoiled, and just relax. And I think that's just because of our lifestyle right now. It's so chaotic with work and with Drew and with, like, everything that I just wanted a true breakaway from everything.
0: Yeah, and we were looking up different places, and the rooms that we saw in Cabo, there was options to have a room with a pool on the beach. Yeah. And you're 20 yards away from the ocean. So we said... That feels like a place.
1: And I was thinking through, I was like, how nice would that be? I have to pee every 10 minutes right now. So it's like, how nice would that be to, to just not, pee in the pool? No, it's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> to not have to like get in and out of the pool 10 different times within an hour and like trek to your room or whatever. This sounds super bougie, by the way. I'm very aware that this is like not, this is not real. Um But We basically got to like live in this hotel room and jump from like sleeping or waking up in the morning to straight into the pool, which like led all the way up to the master bat, like bedroom and then take another step. And we were on the beach and it was just, it was just the perfect place to where we could be on the beach. We could be in the pool. We could be taking naps. We could be eating food and never have to leave our room. And it was just so incredibly relaxing.
0: We pull up to these massive gates. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, after having, I really enjoyed the car ride, just seeing the landscape and the, the mountains. Um, and we drive through the tunnels in a mountain. We drive through a tunnel and it was the most insane experience ever. They had literally drilled through a mountainside to build this resort. They had
1: chandeliers hanging from inside this like tunnel slash cave that they had dug out just to build the resort on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, yeah,
0: So we felt spoiled and we get to our room. Again, we'll share footage of this, Uh, but it was better than I expected.
1: And so we're in the car almost to the resort and we're like talking to our driver and we're like, is this a good time to be here? Is it busy? And he and he's like, yes. oh, it's the absolute best time to be here. There's nobody here. And it's whale watching season.
0: Which we literally had no clue of. So Sophie asked, did anything unexpected happen? And the <laughs> whale watching was one of them. So we probably saw anywhere from 20 to 30 whales a day. And the second thing was, I believe it was the uh, first day we got there. No, second the second day we got to Cabo was we got a text message from my brother. Oh yeah, and uh, my sister in law has been pregnant. We knew she was due around this time, and he said that we have baby a baby. Boy was he? That's right. Uh, so it was so fun to just. Wh- this was a baby moon full of babies. We saw baby whales, which is awesome to see them prance around with their mom. Uh, we met baby cousin, and mm-hmm. then. The other thing that happened that same day we found out we had a new nephew was.
1: Oh, I felt a baby kick for the first time. And he caught it on camera somehow, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was a really cool, like, welcome to the baby moon. Because we are just celebrating this baby so much, which was cool. We also talked about names, which is something we did on the last baby moon.
0: Honestly, the most special part in I've shared this before. As I get older, I appreciate celebrating small things more and more. And so like a couple years ago, the idea of a baby moon was so ridiculous and Mm -hmm. a a honeymoon for a baby. Like how weird is that? But I realize now, and you actually said this when we were headed down there, what a special time it is for us to be able to celebrate this pregnancy and this child uh, in a similar way we did. And so that was really awesome. And then on top of that I hadn't hung out with you babe <laughs> as a friend yeah in, in a minute and over a year and a half yeah we've been co-parents together we've been uh you know spouses together we've been co hosts together we've been neighbors and all these things but to have this time where it was just friendship with you and to hear you giggle which happened a couple of times uh was just really fun <laughs>
1: I mean, we do date night and we try to do date night once a week, which is, you know, sometimes really hard. And we try to take little getaways and stuff. But having a somewhat extended period of time where everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant. And now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about it is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. We knew that Drew was in great hands. She was with Grandma and Grandpa and I could get ready at night just for you and be able to sit there and have a conversation and not worry about listening to the monitor and yeah. which is all just a blessing. I'm not complaining about any of that. That's one of the, that's the greatest but nice gift to in have life.
0: A, it's nice to take a breath, you know.
1: Yes, it was it was awesome to be able to hang out with you.
0: I will say closing out the baby moon summary again stay tuned for the actual footage of it uh, on our main channel but back to the whole concept and purpose of us going on this trip. we did it big because we had this w- weird setup with the NFL hotel points. We would recommend uh, in whatever way you're able to or can uh, sell doing something like a baby yeah. moon. Uh, it's just really fun, it's really special. again, let's see we have we've had multiple moms tune in and just say, no, Andrea says she regrets not taking a baby moon Um, mm-hmm. because it's just, a, it's just a fun excuse to be able to spend time with your spouse, celebrate the baby, and you don't have to do anything elaborate. You don't have to go to another country. You don't have to rent a hotel room. You could literally just go out to dinner or go putt-putting or whatever it is, but just make time that's intentionally uh set aside for the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely.
1: That I think it's just removing yourself from the chaos of life for a split second and just being able to say okay this baby is another blessing to our life and it's obviously going to bring more chaos but let's just take a moment to say okay wow look at all that's happened let's Mm -hmm. celebrate each other let's celebrate the baby and let's just smell the roses pretty much yeah Uh, Today we are continuing our story about getting pregnant and miscarriage. We left off talking about uh, kind of the aftermath of a miscarriage and how it affected our relationship and just kind of our mindset going forward.
0: Yeah, I do want to start off by saying that uh, we have received so many emails. We thank you for taking the time to sit down and share your story with us. And uh, while a lot of these stories are not fun to read, much less experience. Uh, they're so meaningful, uh, for you to share and, and talk about the things you learned. Sean and I are so grateful and, um, we're trying to figure out a good way to like, how can we responsibly help other people with, with, um, you know, the stories that that have been shared with us. So
1: I think one of the most fascinating things and interesting things that I, have learned since having a miscarriage is we have had the pleasure of interviewing so many amazing couples on the show. And I feel like every single person has a different story, whether it's miscarriage or broken families or blended families or adoption or infertility. I feel like, I mean, I hate to say that so many people and everybody goes through something, but just know that if you are going through something, you aren't alone because everybody is going through something. The hardest thing that we went through after the miscarriage was trying was unifying our relationship again and being on the same page. Whether it was because of emotional, you know, just hurt and pain from the trauma and hesitation with life and finances, we just couldn't get on the same page. And when we finally did, which was 2 years later, yeah. Um, we were in a good space. We were in a good place. We were like, okay, I don't think it'll ever be the perfect time as far as like finances and career, but we feel ready. We feel ready to kind of dive in and see what happens. And so when it came to trying, I don't think we did anything different except for, we had talked about that for about a year straight, I did everything in my power that I could to get my body ready. I took the supplements. I went and saw an acupuncturist, which in my mind was like helping my body. I went and did blood work to make sure everything was, you know, all my levels for hormones and nutrients was right. And I ate properly and I worked out properly. And I just, I tried to prep my body to make sure that it was best set up to get pregnant. I think the biggest reason why we weren't ready as a couple in those two years to start trying or for that uncertainty or for that next step was because you and I weren't on a good page. Right. And I'm not saying like our marriage was bad or anything was wrong. It's just when you aren't unified and in a healthy spot relationally, you can't be in a phase of such uncertainty when it comes to a kid to like be each other's number ones. Yeah. I We weren't each other's like top supporters and teammates in those two years because we were butting heads a lot with such a big topic and a heavy pain and the loss that it wouldn't have worked. But when we finally got on the same page and started to really work on a relationship and work on us and started to have fun again and started to really be each other's number ones, it seemed like the perfect time for us to bring in an bring in an outside uncertainty.
0: I heard an analogy there that the other day of someone comparing marriage to uh, hunting. Okay. And uh, no, in, in all seriousness, I'm, yeah, i love it. Uh, where you have one target and there's, you know, someone hunting from one perspective and the worst thing that could happen is someone from another perspective also hunting or, in this instance, attacking an issue. So, to your point of being on the same page, if you're both coming at something from the with, same direction, from the same direction, on the same page, then the likelihood of something, someone getting hurt is way less. Than but if you're coming both
1: hunting it. from opposite directions, do you like
0: my analogy now? Yes, I do. Okay, good. When you did get pregnant, um, you didn't feel like you could celebrate. You've said that multiple times.
1: Well, I mean. Do you remember this? I, I mean, I remember it vividly. I remember we had been trying and we kind of, it was kind of just like a, we're just going to go with the flow. And then if something happens, something happens, but we're just going with the flow and we're over at our, when you say going with the flow, you know what I mean, (laughs) um, we're over at our friend's house, our best friends. And I thought I felt different, but. I don't know. I think I was just in denial because of the miscarriage. Because of the miscarriage, I just, I was in denial about pregnancy. I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to work a second time. Because when you go through something like that, when you go through anything traumatic in regards to a baby and a child, um, you kind of build a wall up around your heart because you don't ever want to feel a heartbreak again. So I tried to remove all emotion and just kind of desensitize myself so if I took a pregnancy test and it said positive, I pictured myself just kind of going void of all emotion. So we were over at our friend's house and my friend and I, we were both trying to have a kid at the same time. So we were very aware of like schedules and cycles and when we should, whatever, be having a period or not. And I remember going over there and she's like, so how are things going? And I was like, well, I'm a couple days late, which I'm usually very on schedule. And she was like, you're taking a test right now. (laughs) And it was pizza night. So we were supposed to be making pizza. And the boys were in the kitchen making pizza. And we ran back into her bathroom. And she had pregnancy tests because they were trying as well. And she gave me one. And I was like, I'm not, it's not going to be positive. Even if I am pregnant, it's too early. And I took it in literally within 10 seconds of taking the test, it turned positive, which.
0: I actually haven't heard the, the play-by-play on this.
1: And I, I just looked at her and I was like, holy crap.
0: Hold on, but pregnancy tests are wrong a lot? No. No?
1: Not like that. So you can get like false positives sometimes where you could look at a test and it's like, oh, is that a positive? Is that a negative? But this was like in 10 seconds, it was like, Positive. (laughs) Like the lines were as clear as Uh, they could possibly be. Okay. And I just remember standing there and I was like, holy crap. And she's like, she was freaking out, freaking out. And I was just like, holy crap. And that's literally all I could say. And that's, it sounds weird, but that's literally all I felt.
0: In like a good holy crap, excited holy crap, like scared.
1: It was kind of in... I want you to tell your side of the story from when I came out of the bathroom and I literally just handed you a pregnancy test and I was like, here you go. Because the first time we got pregnant, which was an accident, we weren't trying, but it was still a, a miracle and a blessing. I was, I had every emotion in the world going through me. I was ecstatic. I was terrified. In my mind, we were having a kid and that was it. Like our life had changed yeah, forever in yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah. And when that kind of Cinderella story had been taken away from us because it was like, oh, there's so many more aspects to pregnancy than you ever were aware of. And so many different complications can happen. And so many, like so many things. As soon as I got pregnant the second time, it was kind of like this, holy crap. Here we go again.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I didn't want to act excited because I didn't know if it was going to last. I didn't want to think one day forward because I didn't want to think of all the complications and the tests and like everything that was going to come of it. I didn't want to, you know, be so elated and be like, oh, we're having a kid because I didn't know if we were. So I just, I felt, I just felt kind of, eh. I was happy, don't get me wrong, but I was like, eh.
0: Like overwhelmed with.
1: Yeah, like get ready.
0: It's easier. To like remain stoic and just kind of try to remain on one emotional plane mm-hmm. and not get too high or too low because the higher and more excited you get, the more your chance, the you more you open yourself up to like a deeper hurt. Right. But it's like, oh, you know, you and this is I didn't understand why people didn't tell their families that they were pregnant until like week 12. But it's like it is so much harder to to retroactively or sorry, to tell your family, mm-hmm. hey, we have pregnant, and then everybody celebrates, and then that's all you're talking about because everybody's so excited, and then you find out you have a miscarriage, and, and then everyone asks you about it, or, like, it's those awkward interactions of, like, so how are you doing? It's easier to just be like, uh, I'm struggling a little bit. We had a miscarriage, like, f- five weeks ago, and they're like, you know. It's just, that's an easier conversation than to have the celebrations and then have to go back and
1: – well. Absolutely. And I have a bunch of friends who unfortunately have miscarried and lost beautiful babies and they're, they're the same way. They're like, I didn't tell anybody that I had a miscarriage because at that moment I didn't want to share it with the world. I didn't want the world to just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because you don't want to just re that pain over and over again. But maybe we're all doing it wrong. Maybe we all need to share it because... Like I said, every pregnancy and every baby should be celebrated and if lost, mourned.
0: The tradition or etiquette is to wait till you're 12 weeks pregnant, not etiquette. That's what people usually do Mm -hmm. because the majority of those miscarriages, like chemical miscarriages happen in the first 12 weeks. Is that right?
1: Correct. But I would say, ladies, if you get pregnant, tell the world those babies should be celebrated. That's what I. That's a really
0: interesting thought, but you're also then asking them to open them, open up to hurt. You don't get one without the other.
1: But it also hurts no matter what. And no woman should feel like they have to hide a pregnancy because it's not valid or it wasn't far enough along to be valid. You are pregnant. You were pregnant and even if it's difficult to go through with the world, the world should celebrate that for you. That's huge. Mm.
0: That's an interesting thought. I think there's a lot that goes in that. A lot. I think for you listening, you know, decide what's best for you probably.
1: Absolutely. But I also think following etiquette just because it's risky to tell someone before 12 weeks is dumb. <laughs> because I mean, we are religious people. I think of how many prayers that beautiful baby could have in those uncertain weeks.
0: That's a that's a really good point. And
1: think the support a mom could get to help her not stress out and live in fear for twelve weeks and try to keep this pent up secret and I just I th- I think that stigma is a little wrong. But
0: let me challenge you right now, live. Oh gosh, we've talked about how <laughs> when we have our second, you don't want to share know. it for a while.
1: I know, and I'm saying I'm wrong. I'm saying I'm saying I'm, it's so natural to protect yourself. Just like talking about when we got pregnant with Drew, how I didn't feel like I could celebrate, and I didn't feel like I should celebrate, and I protected myself from that pain. Well. And I've said the same thing if if and when we start trying again for our, our second kid. I when don't, you say
0: trying again,
1: <laughs> you're so are you ridiculous. talking about
0: naked time?
1: Naked time, <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, we've talked about when we start trying again, if we get pregnant, I probably want to wait longer this time to share anything. But... I'm challenging myself even and saying, I think that perspective might be wrong because yes, it opens you up to more pain and it opens you up to having more people. I relive that pain by saying, I'm sorry and that they're, they're there for you and they're supporting you. But maybe that's what we should do. Because like you said, if we all just try to avoid emotion I think we're failing to celebrate and mourn things that we should. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things.
0: What's Sean and Andrew? A
1: podcast all about couples.
0: And the things they go through. Today's <laughs> live stream, the purpose of it is to answer all of the questions you might have had about the gender reveal that we did. Yes. Which, by the way, was so much fun.
1: This pregnancy has just been so different from the get-go that we we saw it as like this little human's own journey and own celebration, and everything is different. Because we're I'm now pregnant and chasing around a toddler, and our life is different. Everything is different. So we didn't want to just repeat Drew's life. We wanted to do something different. So we decided to do the gender reveal. And on top of that, I was thinking about when I prepared everything for Drew, it was so excessive. We bought 40 of everything in every color in case it was a boy, in case it was a girl. And with this baby, we learned so much with Drew that you just don't need a lot of stuff. And I didn't really want to do the excessiveness this time. So I wanted to be able to know the gender so we could truly prepare and like have everything ready. Gab Morad is asking, are you scared about athletic expectations from others for our son and for Drew?
0: I, I honestly feel more worried about Drew's expectations than the boys. Yes. I played in the NFL. Didn't have a stellar career. If you're new here, uh, you might not know about it, but I bounced around a lot. Sean, has an epic legendary career that I'm worried Drew might have expectations for. So in my mind, I'm more worried about her.
1: Yes. We talk about that a lot. We have a lot of worries and fears that society will put a lot of pressure on our little kids to be athletic and to follow in our footsteps, but it's a mission of ours from day one to, to teach them and raise them to be so confident in just following what it is they love that we won't push them to be athletic. We'll be pushing them to try new things and to find something they love and to just kind of, whether that's being a pianist or a mathematician or whatever it is, we, we have no pressure on them.
0: Caitlin wants to know if you're going to try for a V-back, Sean.
1: Um, I am not opposed Kind of in the same um, category. Someone asked if my C-section scar hurts while my belly grows. Yes, it does. It like gets super achy. Um,
0: I feel like you've been more uncomfortable this pregnancy than with Drew. I got something more, going on up here. Yeah, feels I got like-
1: more uncomfortable faster with little man. Um, he's very like dense and compressed, whereas Drew was more spread out. So like he's already sitting on my lungs and my bladder and like everything. Um, I'm not opposed to a VBAC, uh, everything so far with the ultrasounds looks good. There isn't any like high risk pregnancy alerts that we had with Drew. Um, the only thing my doctor is concerned about is because Drew was so big for me and she got stuck in my pelvis that this would most likely happen again. So we're going to do another ultrasound closer to the due date to kind of like figure it out, but I'm not opposed to anything. I don't really have a plan. Whatever is best for baby.
0: When Sean and I had the the twenty week ultrasound experience with Drew, uh, I feel like that changed our whole perspective. Whereas it was a, such a tangible realization that oh my gosh, we're not in charge of anything. This is all of our all out of our control. All we can do is um, control our response, right, and how we deal with it. And and I think it's in understanding that. Drew's going to get hurt and there's going to be some things that go wrong and things I, in our experience as parents, you want to control everything. You want to control the schedule. You want to control their diet. You want to control who they're around. You want to control what medicines they take. And when you realize that you can do some of that some of the time, but not all the time, it's just having this humility and understanding and trust, I guess, Faith, it's having the faith uh, that uh, helps get us, get us through that. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, I think it's the only way you can understand and make sense of everything. Yeah. because you truly don't have control over a lot of different things.
0: Uh, Kaylee wants to know were you disappointed when you had to have a C section.
1: Oh my I feel gosh. like I
0: feel like with she said I feel like with mine it made me feel unworthy.
1: There were a lot of emotions going into the delivery with Drew because. One, I was, I already felt guilty that she was high risk because I thought it was something that I did. There's a lot of like mom guilt that goes into the pregnancy process and delivery. And then I had my plan where I wanted to deliver naturally with no medicine. And I wanted to just like do it that way. Um, And after 17 hours, I decided to get an epidural and I felt so much guilt and like I was doing something wrong. And then when we ended up in a C-section, I felt even more guilty yes i felt i went through the whole gamut but then when drew came out it's like the world stopped and nothing else mattered Mm -hmm. i would do anything in the world to deliver my baby and if that's the safest way for her and for whatever little man needs that's all that matters
0: yep i would weigh in but i feel like my opinion is ignorant (laughs) i'm just glad to have met drew